Hello beautiful, welcome to Aim and Wellness Talks where our aim is to give you the tools to a happier and healthier life. I'm Christina and I'll be your host. We're sitting down with some amazing guests and leaders in wellness to talk all things body, mind, and soul. They share their best tips, life hacks, and inspirational stories so that you too can become your best self. So wherever you are in your day, we hope you take a moment to thank yourself for tuning in. Now enjoy this dose of daily wellness. Welcome back to Aim and Wellness Talks. We have another beautifully inspirational guest with us today, from reality TV to creating your own reality. Ali Ochin knows all about living life in alignment. She's here to share with us how to make decisions that feel true for you, even if it feels like the whole world is watching. Following her experiences on The Bachelorette in 2018, Ali took a deep dive inward, seeking refuge in meditation and breath work to take care of her mental well-being. She believes that they are two of the most powerful tools for living a life of joy, fulfillment, and purpose, and she now shares that with others through her work as a transformational life coach, helping us to unravel the beliefs and stories that inhibit that alignment and to make the choices that create your dream reality. It is so good to have you here with us, Ali. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christina. It's an honor. I'm sure many people may already know you from some of your TV experiences, first on The Bachelor in 2013 and then later on The Bachelorette. Now, I've always been very curious about the concept and what it takes for someone to choose to put themselves out there and be so vulnerable and open to the world. I think that takes a lot of courage and maybe even a little bit of a wild streak in you. <laughs> what was your mindset like going into that experience back then? Um, wow. So back then, my mindset uh, was all about finding love. <laughs> And it was being exposed to an opportunity that I knew was rare and an opportunity and experience that I knew would grow me in ways that were unknown. And I think the unknown has always, mm-hmm. I've been really curious about it, the challenges and yeah, the excitingness that is involved with the unknown. That's really beautiful because a lot of people will look at the unknown and feel fear and a lot of self-doubt. That's how people stay comfortable with where they are often because it takes a lot of yeah courage to go into the unknown and instead look at it as something exciting and potentially beautiful. So would you say you tend to sway more in that direction when it comes to those kind of decisions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. become practice almost habit in the choices that I make, looking for those choices that are going to move me to the next level, that is going to push me past my limits, that I'm going to find little snippets in me that I haven't explored before. And that's really exciting. Um, and that's when the endorphins are released, never in comfort. Time and time again, I've experienced that in making those choices. Um, so they become more confident choices. Yeah. Right. And it is still so natural to feel fear often yeah. going into those decisions. And it's not to say that I guess you don't, but it's the way in which you handle that fear and move through it. 
like you were saying, kind of choosing to go forward because of what's on the other side, knowing that it will grow you, knowing that it will change you for the better. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's about tapping in and accepting, observing there's that fear there, but pushing past it. I think the more we sit with ourselves, the more that we're in silence, we can deepen the relationship with ourselves and get to know, look, is this fear coming from a place of protecting yourself? Are you going to get hurt? And then listening to that. Or is it coming from, oh, this is unknown to me and I'm not sure what's going to happen and then proceeding. So we're here today to talk about living in alignment and in that, that includes the kind of choices that we make and the decision-making process that we go through in order to put things in line for the direction that we want to go to. So for you, what does it actually mean for you to live life in alignment? Living life in alignment is something that I try to do every single day. It's about being in control of the choices that you make. Every single choice matters in your life. I think that when we listen, when we're still, we can receive the messages. So those gut feelings, those intuitive feelings or voices or or messages, however they come, and then act accordingly. Having the courage to follow through with those feelings. I think if we can do that, then everything else falls into place. Then you're going to live in alignment. Every single choice you make with food, what you consume, with media and what you consume, listening to those little voices. Say if you have that little nudge, that little voice that says, oh, I I really feel like moving, you should move. And your body overrides that voice and says, no, you can't be on the couch, just stay here. But that intuitive message is coming through because it's time to move. (laughs) But your body is in in such a habit, it's overriding that. But if we can listen to those voices and act, then, yeah, it's it's going to be a life of living in alignment and a life of ease and flow and tremendous growth, fulfillment and joy. Personally, was there a time where you struggled in doing that for yourself? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember, I remember a time when I didn't meditate. Luckily, I've always loved nature and being outside. And in those times, that would be my silence. That would be my time to connect with the earth, with nature. So that allowed me to be calm and at peace. But meditation allows you to observe your emotions and feelings and what's going on to observe that and accept that and see it for what it is. Because so many times we'll create stories around something that's troubling us or that's not actually what is. So it's important to sit with ourselves and listen. So yes, there was definitely a time where um, I suppose it's like regulating your emotions and your feelings or deepening the relationship with myself. Like I didn't have that deep relationship with myself where I would sit with myself and honor how I'm feeling. Oh, Ali, how are you feeling today? Like, why did that upset you? Um, what's, what's going on instead of ignoring it and distracting myself with, with everything? So let's talk about that journey a bit then, how you got started in this world. Uh, you mentioned to me before that it was almost like reality TV was a kind of catalyst for 
that deep dive mm-hmm. inwards, that journey and slowing down a bit. Mm-hmm. And yes, you've always been into your health and wellness and your fitness. Mm-hmm. And I know you had a history of being a bit of like a fitness and health influencer. Can you just kind of describe that transformation there? What happened after your TV experience and how you grew and changed into where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't sleeping throughout the night and I needed meditation. I needed something natural to calm my nervous system, to control my state of being. I felt very unsettled, disconnected. I mean, I remember going to the doctor and him prescribing me these anxiety pills and being on them for a while and they just numbed me. And as soon as I got off them, I was like, okay, taking my life back. I'm like, okay, I have to get, there. there is, I know there is a natural way to control this. And it was meditation. It took me probably six months to fully learn how to meditate. I don't know if learn's the right word. It's more like, except that I was meditating when I was still and silent. <laughs> Mm-hmm. losing that resistance yes. because it's it's an ongoing forever learning process Absolutely. Uh, so then what was your first exposure your first exposure to meditation um, well it was on apps on my phone and I would put it on on my bedside table and and try and do it and and there was always this resistance oh, I'm not doing it I it's not working I'm not sleeping I'm not doing yeah it I'm right. not doing it right <laughs> exactly and I went to this retreat I just signed up by myself and I got there I was pulling up to this retreat and I had this thought that dropped in I'm like what am I doing here I'm like alone and I don't know anyone what have I done (laughs) sometimes that happens sometimes that would happen like I would just end up somewhere or uh, I would make a spontaneous decision and you know it's always right and in that retreat I experienced my first profound meditation session and it was a silent meditation there was no guiding um it was outside I could hear the wind blowing i just sat there in that resistance in that stillness and it was just pure bliss when i came out of it and that was when i noticed a shift in my nervous system the state of being and i, I was just feeling this blissful floating feeling afterwards and i'm like this is it i've done it and then it all sort of fell into place I'm like I didn't have to do anything (laughs) nothing really happened but I sat with myself and observed the sounds and the smells and the feelings sensations on my skin and that was the best feeling and it was so profound because it was so simple do you know the author Eckhart Tolle definitely yeah so I was reading the book the power of now and I still to this day remember my first like glimpse of peace Mm. I had been meditating already for years but very much like you said um it's constant sitting down monkey mind back and forth thoughts in my head and then on top of those thoughts is the thought that you're not doing this right (laughs) or um why is this so hard I don't want to be here my butt hurts I'm (laughs) not sitting here anymore um or how long has it been like those kind of things and then the fighting the thinking that that isn't okay to just be where Mm. you are and I was reading the power of now and of course it's all about presence and tuning into the present moment and I always I hear this phrase in my head that he says in the book feel the silent presence of each thing Mm. and you just like kind of have your eyes closed and are envisioning all the objects around you and then you just realize like 
they are just there. They're just existing. It's just the most peaceful, silent existence. Mm. And then suddenly you feel the same in yourself. And I will never forget. I was like, wow, this is what peace feels yes, like. It is, isn't it? When, when you feel that connection to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. It's not like a linear journey. It's not like, okay, I've mastered it. I'm here. I meditate now. This is how I do it. Like, you know, it's a daily thing. You still, you still go into moments of feeling wild in the head. So, um, what was it like for you afterwards? Like, how did you take your practice from there? Um, I think from there, I, um, started to do my yoga teacher training and that was for over a year. And I just deep dived into yoga, meditation and all the history behind it. And that is definitely when I started to realize that, um, you know, because doing the teacher training course, we, we had to learn the different stages of how to teach a class. And the first stage is, um, allowing people to drop in, in Shavasana. And I learned that that was my favorite part to teach, to take people inward, mm-hmm. to help them relax, to guide people to their inner world. I just absolutely fell in love with with presence yeah Mm. (laughs) so did you ever actually facilitate yoga or did you just go straight into I want to do that I want to help people meditate and be in the silence I uh I think on requests I did a couple of classes but it um it wasn't calling me at all um yeah I did do my own practice but um yeah meditation is where I started guiding meditations and doing little group classes like on the ovals and and a lot online and then COVID is really where um, it went boom because I would teach meditation every second day. Were you actually holding online classes? Just on my socials, just on Instagram, yeah. Mm, And you obviously already had like a major following so people were not influenced by what you were doing but I guess if you had something to share it was like you know what's yeah, this about yeah. and so you get that first mm. initial connection mm. maybe for some people yeah. into absolutely this and that's why now I look back because um you know I I do feel like tv and reality tv especially is uh, is not real is not is definitely is, is <laughs> yeah, de- definitely false in this world and is something that shouldn't be encouraged to watch or <laughs> so um I feel that I forgot where I was going with that I got caught up in <laughs> the passion of what I was saying but um it felt like it was going in the direction of how you got here maybe that's where you started but now you have that platform yes, to the platform. do the real work that you yeah. want to do. Yeah, now I'm grateful, obviously, for those moments and experiences because it has developed this amazing platform where I can spread a message of living life in full alignment, living life to your absolute potential because we are such powerful beings and I feel like if people really tapped in and were to sit with themselves in silence and get to know themselves more, it would um, change the world. 
Absolutely. And I think um, that goes that goes back to the whole following each next right step and being able to make those right decisions. Um, Because that's all you were doing each time you were following what was calling you in that particular moment. And yes, maybe it was TV at first. And that opened you to such a dynamic shift within yourself. So at the end of the day, it it actually was necessary. You don't strike me as a type of person that has regrets. But how do you handle feeling doubt or maybe even regret on decisions that you've made after you've made them? Yeah, there's not too much um, regret there. But if I'm ever in a position where I'm trying to make a decision, trying to make a choice, I like the word choice. Decision seems quite final when nothing really is. So when making it, yeah. <laughs> when making a choice, I feel like if doubt comes in, I, I feel like it's a no. The right choice is always quite light in your body and it's it's not going to make you analyze your choice. You, you're going to be quite comfortable making that choice. Yeah. E- even if it has some aspect of fear to it, it's like this fear is coming, but it's it's a yes. And sometimes um, when you act on it quickly, it's uh, how you end up, I guess, driving up to a retreat by <laughs> yeah. yourself and then having an experience that changes your Absolutely. world. Absolutely, yeah. You don't exactly know why you're yeah. there, but it felt like you should yeah. be there. I feel that. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. and even in those times of when you're meditating, it's it's a perfect time to ask the questions of like, what what do you want? And then allowing them to come in. And then when they do come in, you can be like, okay, yeah, that's what I was asking for. Yes, I'm going to do that. What do you see as some of the biggest obstacles that people are facing uh, that are stopping them from living in alignment with themselves and making those choices? Um, it's ignoring their voice within. It's it's not paying attention to your own desires. Um and that can really build resentment, like to yourself, but also to others. But if you're not honoring that voice within telling you, you know, what your higher being wants, then there's going to be conflict in your world. However, that shows up, that is probably the most common thing. There's a layer of self-love as well, because you're going to honor yourself and you're going to love yourself and Normally, that's a huge aspect as well. So that self-love isn't there, but that's only not there as well because you're ignoring yourself. You're ignoring. Yeah. And being with yourself, I feel like a lot of people are stressed out and on the go and busy, busy, busy. And they, and they're striving to be busy. Um, and that's actually, that's actually influenced in this day and age and it shouldn't be. So if people are always stressed out and they can't actually determine what's going on in their mind and it just accumulates to overwhelm, then that's not going to allow them to make the best choices because they can't listen to their, to that voice. So obviously breath work and meditation are two of those mm-hmm. tools that you are so passionate mm-hmm. about. They helped you in your own journey mm-hmm. and uh, you hold breathe and meditate sessions. Yeah. I know you've got a couple of techniques that you want to share with us yeah. today. So what are some, I guess, easy go-to tools that you yeah. have to get into that world? Yeah, well, um, I think because overwhelm and stress is such a big yeah trait these days, 
Um, two simple techniques or tools that I would leave people with would be controlling that state of being, allowing the nervous system to calm down to that parasympathetic nervous system because a lot of the time we're in we're in that sympathetic nervous system. And the first one is called a heart coherence breath that actually synchronizes your breath with your heartbeat. So that really soothes your system. It really calms you down. And that's just a simple inhale through your nose for five and exhale out your nose for five without any pause at the top or any pause at the bottom. So just breathing in and out for five for a minimum of two minutes. And you can do that anywhere. I normally do it in the car while I'm driving. You can do it while you're washing up the dishes and the kids are running around your feet. This can really calm you down so that you can center yourself. You can reconnect with your heart and you can see things more clearly and you can focus on the present moment. I felt that even in that one breath that we yeah. just did. Shall we do just a couple breaths Absolutely. Yeah. Do a little example. Let's start. Just in and out through the nose for five. You really feel yourself relax and calm down. Just drop into your heart. Feel the shoulders relax and drop. Feel the tension melt away. Just calms and soothes you. It's like taking a break from, yeah, the chaos. And we deepen that relationship with ourselves and build that trust that we can control our state of being. That's power. That's ease. So that's something that you would do to kind of reset yourself throughout the day. Something comes up, you get a little bit triggered or you walk into the office, things are a bit crazy. Um, You can use that to come back. Absolutely. First of all, if I did get triggered, I would deep dive into that because too many times it gets ignored and then it will come and rear its head at another time and it it truly can't Mm. dissipate it can't dissolve unless we do really observe it and see it for what it is so I'll definitely explore what that trigger is if I get triggered as you said before, like old Ali, I guess, would have just distracted herself and not really felt the emotions. But mm. instead, you're saying you encourage and you welcome people to look at those emotions Definitely. and those triggers and actually go in and explore yeah, what's going yeah. on. Yeah, because it allows space mm. for your true inner light to shine brighter because it's not part of you those emotions that keep you stuck are detrimental for living your ultimate highest timeline wonderful and i think there was one more uh technique you wanted to share with us Uh, it's called nadi shatana which is alternate nasal breathing so you just place your pointer finger and your middle finger on your third eye there 
It's nice to just, (laughs) it's nice to just massage that just a little bit, just to stimulate that third eye. And then just place your ring finger and your thumb on each nostril gently. And it allows you to block one and open one at one time. So we're going to start with our left nostril. So just keeping that clear, allowing yourself to breathe in. And closing that left nostril and opening the right and exhaling through the right. Inhaling through the right. And then closing that. Breathing out through your left. Breathing in through your left. Closing that and breathing out your right. In through the right. And out through the left. And this just allows your body to fully engage with this breath. It also allows for your two brain hemispheres to come into balance and it soothes and calms the nervous system. So it uh, can change your state of being as well. I'll do this if I, if I really want to be taken out from what I'm in because you need to really be present with it because you're using your hand. So easy as well. You don't need anything. You just need to make the decision to take a moment and, and try. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of picking up your phone, instead of calling a friend, instead of putting on Netflix, it's like, no, I'm going to actually sit with myself. And it's very uncomfortable if we're not used to it. Um, even if we are used to it, it's, it's uncomfortable. I love that you said um, rather than calling a friend because it's so easy when we're um, feeling overwhelmed to look for and reach for something external to sort that out for us or to help us make a decision to help ease the pressure. But in reality, like we always have ourselves, we can always turn in with ourselves. As you were saying earlier with living in alignment, like you know yourself better than anyone, but you just have to listen. So choosing to instead take that moment, take that time yeah. and feel into it. Mm, very right. Say if someone listening is at one of those pivotal life moments, what advice do you have for making that choice in alignment? My advice would be to sit in meditation 20 minutes every day. And that's that's a blanket approach. Sit in meditation 20 minutes every day and journal for 10 minutes a day and see what comes out. Because when we sit in silence, we allow ourselves the chance to listen to those gut feelings. And that is so self-reassuring when we do that and we follow through with something. It's almost like, oh, I'm so proud of myself. And when we can create so many of those moments that create that domino effect that creates your life and that's in alignment, that's fulfilling. Absolutely. It's like those practices that really help you know yourself. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And if people are struggling to meditate, I would say get a a good guided meditation to start off with. Yeah. You shared with me earlier that the last six months or so have actually been quite transformational for you. You've had a lot going on in terms of growth and learning. Did you want to share anything about that with us and some of the practices that have helped you through that as well? Yeah, I guess um, the growth I've had is just um, really 
a lot about uh, my self-image and about letting go of attachment to what that image was, just allowing myself to be love for who I am within because it's what I've always desired but not necessarily allowed. So being in a relationship and then also deepening the relationship with myself and honouring what um, what truly is and what matters. And discerning what that is for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very right. Yeah, I guess a big lesson is um, I've always known that like um, beauty is within, but I've always I've felt like since I've been on TV you know, nine, ten years ago, I've always felt a um, responsibility to to look a certain way or to, you know, have this image. And, um, yeah, and it's so nice to let that go and be me. And that means, like, holistically, you know, not getting Botox anymore and not thinking I have to wear fake tan and loads of layers um things that I thought I had to do that wasn't for me yeah wow Whew, that's huge thank yeah. you thank you for opening up and sharing okay. that <laughs> yeah I can't imagine the the pressures of self-image or just even the impacts on self-image that something like your experience on tv would have on you one minute you're just living your life in your own world and the next minute you've got an audience and it will always feel like you have one and it's whether or not you want to let that I guess influence um, the way that you choose to live not only is it making decisions that feel aligned with yourself but having the courage to do so despite what anybody else thinks I'm celebrating that for you thank you letting go that yeah very nice Mm -hmm. Back to breathe and meditate, yes. your business alley wellness. Um, yeah, is there anything that you would like to share before we go as far as things you have coming up and where other people can find you if they want to carry on further in this in this journey of breathwork and meditation? Yeah, absolutely. People can find the breathwork and meditation classes on my Instagram by the link tree. I'm creating some mantra cards and I'm writing a book at the moment. So keep a lookout for those. Exciting. Yeah. And I'm running a retreat with my partner in a few months. Whereabouts will that be? That will be on the Sunshine Coast. It's all about living freely, living a life in alignment. Very powerful stuff. Perfect. Full circle. Thanks so much for listening, lovely. We hope you found a spark of inspiration to stay connected to your dreams, to nourish your health, and to continue to invest in a daily dose of wellness. If you've enjoyed today's episode, join us on a journey to well-being with two new episodes a month. For more resources to nourish yourself, visit the AIM and Wellness page on our website. You'll find live workouts, fresh recipes, healthy happenings, and endless wellness inspiration. Don't forget, we are so grateful to have you as part of our AIM and community. Have a beautiful day.